Deep in the bowels of Moore Hall Podcast Room, two mild-mannered CM Life newspaper editors harbor an unknown power. With this power comes great responsibility. Hearken now your ears to the raving geeks! Hello, Central Michigan University. I am Ben Solis. My name is Mordecai Bartholomew. <laughs> Mordecai Bartholomew. Malachi Barrett. Absolutely. And we are the Raving Geeks. Welcome back. Uh, we are going to talk about some news to begin our segment here. For you Fantastic Four fans. Are you out there? Ooh. Can I, I get hope, a, can I I get a so. hell yeah, ladies in the back? I'm hearing Fantastic some crickets. Fantastic Four fans. I'm hearing some crickets. Oh, there's Colton. Oh, boy. So a uh, new trailer for Fantastic Four came out. Uh, I would say underwhelming. I don't care about the Fantastic Four anymore. Neither do I, but I was impressed. Because Blindly it, impressed. There but. have been a lot of comparisons between this trailer and like Interstellar or the first Star Trek one where it's like people reaching to the skies to see our potential. I don't think that's what the Fantastic Four is really about. It that's was, probably why you liked it, right? Well, yeah, okay. So speaking of that, right, the yeah. Fantastic Four, as many of you guys know, four scientists go into space, get exposed to all kinds of... Cosmic rays. Terrible gamma rays and things like that, get powers, and then they turn into various uh, things. The thing, hey. Oh, hey. Hey. That's pretty easy. Turns into rocks, as you guys all know. Turns into rocks. Turns into rocks. A rock. Sue Storm. Man rock. Yes, man rock. Man rock. Uh, Sue Storm turns into the Invisible Woman. Yep. And then uh, Dr. Reed Richards... Mr. Uh, Mr. Fantastic. Mr. Fantastic, yes. Stretchy guy. Yes, I get him confused with Plastic Man all the time. So. And then uh, Sue Storm's younger brother Johnny becomes the Human Torch. Yes, so you guys know the backstory. You've seen some of the comics and the two terrible movies that they made. I didn't previously. think those were that bad. I oh. liked the first one. Well. The second one was okay. It wasn't well. terrible. You're a fan of the Silver Surfer, though, aren't you? I don't know. I just think he's a cool idea. I don't think he was maybe played that well. No. And then Galactus was like a big cloud instead of a giant spaceman. And see, that was most of my problem with that. Yeah. But I digress. The new trailer is out, and it looks really good, on my opinion. It is a little bit darker. I thought that was strange that they took such a, a weird, dark twist to it. Yeah. Do they need to take such a dark twist with the Fantastic Four? Well, the whole premise between the Fantastic Four, at least in my understanding of it, and the way that I've seen it generally portrayed in the media has been kind of like a family that gets superpowers and it's like a dysfunctional family you know you've got the grumpy ben Grimm who's the thing and yeah there's a lot of like ethos and pathos with his character about you know he's a man who's a monster now uh but he's kind of just like the grumpy uncle of the group and then reed and sue are like the quibbling uh husband and wife combination you know he's always doing science and she's trying to do woman things let's you know? go fight crime honey yeah exactly you know and then johnny's like the hothead fun guy and he's always getting in trouble with ben because he's grumpy you know and there's like a family dynamic there and i i mean okay it's the first trailer i know a couple weeks ago i was like i don't know why people always watch these first trailers and think it shows the whole movie that's dumb yeah, I mean, past Malachi kind of got me on this one. I, I'm kind of in, locked in this mindset. I don't think it's going to be very fun. It doesn't look... It looks like it's taking itself too seriously. It is. It looks like it's taking itself to be like an X-Men movie, which is yeah. very strange. There was a lot of uh, dialogue scenes where it was talking about the evolution of humankind, yeah. which was never really a concept. It was never really in the subtext no, of the Fantastic Four. Not at they all. get their powers, and everybody, for the most part, is just like, oh, cool, you guys are superheroes now. Yeah, and right everybody's on. okay with it. Yeah. There's no fight There's against the police. There's not a lot of prejudice. No, not at all but now they're trying to set it up like this is like some monumental thing and they're going to be you know ostracized because of their powers and in, in a lot of ways the shots kind of looked very michael bay there was mm. a uh, a scene of uh johnny storm fixing his car <laughs> real masculine like yeah uh reminded me of transformers it was kind of strange but you know um fresh take 
fresh takes are always needed sometimes. Yeah. Those movies really did not do very well, even though some people like them, the past ones. I thought they were fine. I didn't think they were great, but, you know, yeah. I, don't know. I don't think they need to be redone. Fox had a lot of missteps. Fox had a lot of, wait, is it Fox or Sony? It's Fox. It is Fox, yes. Yeah. Fox had a lot of missteps when they were trying to put all this stuff together. There was the big craze. Spider-Man came out. X-Men came out, trying to capitalize on everything that they could. And uh, now we get to see something new. A lot of people had a lot of problems with what this movie was going to present because the origin story is so drastically different. And it seems like it's a lot more central to the plot. And this one, it looked like they were stepping on some kind of alien world in yeah, the trailer. I have, I have no idea what that's all about. In the ultimate version of the Fantastic Four, Ooh. instead of being hit by cosmic rays in like a space station, yeah. they Reed opens like a dimensional porter to the negative zone. Oh. And that's where they get hit with the stuff. Well, you'll learn something new every day. So kids. that may be the route that they're going. I just, I'm kind of bored of seeing these superhero movies start off with the origin story because I don't really think it's that important anymore. People, you know, people kind of just take that leap of faith and they accept that they have superpowers. They don't need to see some freaky science gone wrong accident in space. Absolutely. We have really moved out of the age of the reboot, something that we'll talk about later in the show. But, you know, now I think people just really want to see their favorite characters just fight it out and just be fucking awesome. I think the uh, the criticism that you just mentioned had to do with Doctor Doom's character. Well, it had to be with Doctor Doom. Um, sadly, and this is a little racist, and I don't, I don't like that this was brought up, yeah. but because uh, Michael B. Jordan, um, a very promising young black actor, uh, was cast as Johnny Storm, and uh, people were like, how the hell is a black Johnny Storm related to a white Sue Storm, Kate Mara, in this case. But it looked like in the trailer that Dr. Storm, their father, was was an older black man. Oh, that's cool. So, you know, potentially Sue Storm could be adopted. I never get that when they when they gender or uh, race swap characters, what the big deal is. No, no, not at all. It's a, it's a storytelling. It's like all the mess that was brought up with, you know, Idris Elba being potential mm. in talks with, you know, being the next Bond. Yeah. Everybody would I would love to see that, by the way. Good Lord. That, that would, would be awesome. Fantastic. Yeah. It's much needed. It'd be a nice change up. You know, mm-hmm. there's a lot of conversation all the time about, you know, what is James Bond? Is it an actual person or is it a code name right, that gets yeah. passed down? And if that's the case, I mean, that explains why there have been so many different looking a, a, a Scottish and then a Welsh and then an English and then, you know. Well, when I watch James Bond movies, I don't really care that it's the same character in each movie. I'm just going to see somebody named James Bond kick some ass. Oh, absolutely. And get all nice the girls. Suit. Yeah, and drink some drinks, shaken, not stirred. Absolutely. Dry, yeah. The driest of martinis. Idris Elba has not only just the physical uh, commanding presence, you know what I mean? But he's got like a really just kind of calm and cool demeanor. Sure, absolutely. You could play both And he's so quintessentially British. Yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? Every movie you see Idris Elba, he just, he just seethes like queen and country, you know? He's got that great... Uh, like Cockney accent in Pacific Rim, another Absolutely. one of my all-time favorite movies. Have you watched Rock and Rolla? No, I haven't. Oh my god, people out there, required, required watching in the footnotes. Rock and Rolla. Idris Elba is uh, the kind of sideman to uh, Gerard Butler's character, who is the main character. They're mm-hmm. basically thieves, and uh, they're trying to swindle some art. And uh, it's a really complicated story. If you like Guy Ritchie movies, which, you know, I mean, Snatch, you yeah. got, you know, uh, Lock, Stock, and Two Smoking Barrels, um, all of that jazz. It's a really good movie, and Idris is fantastic in it, you know? Cool. And so we're going to move on a little bit. Uh, this is rather funny. They have cast Baron Zemo for Civil War. Even funnier is the guy's name and who it is. It is a man named David Brule, Daniel Brule, something like that. 
I don't know who the hell this man is, but when we were doing our research today, we looked it up and immediately we thought of Tim and Eric. Awesome yeah. show. Brule's Rules. <laughs> Sweet Barry Wine. Yeah. Could we see a John C. Riley cameo? I would love that with the crazy hair and everything playing the role. I mean, he's already in the Marvel Universe. Yeah, he is in the Nova Corps. Yes, he is. Maybe this is just like his degenerate brother <laughs> back on Earth. Get this man out of here. Yeah. That's fantastic. So there's some news on that front. Things Baron are Zemo, good. Is a, do you, are you familiar with Baron Zemo that much? Not really that well, no. Okay, Baron Zemo's a, an odd character. There's two of them. Uh, there's one in the modern day, and then there's one back in Cap's World War II era. Mm-hmm. And basically, he's some kind of, like, Baron from the name, who would have guessed, of uh, something in Germany or Switzerland. I forget exactly the specifics. I don't think it's very integral to who this guy is. Does he make lots of chocolate? No, but he wears a purple... Costume. Oh, so he's Prince with a with leopard frills. So we're getting closer to the Prince oh, thing. Oh my! And a like a crown, like a crown-like <laughs> thing. That's Prince. So he's he's Biggie Smalls and Prince. He's like a slimmer Biggie Prince. Biggie yeah. Prince. <laughs> he's just bizarre. He's got his vendetta against Captain America because the mask that he wears has been glued to his face. What? And he can still eat and talk and I don't know. It's he's a weird character. I he has got that like Germany connection though, so I guess I can see what the deal is. Essentially, the second Baron Zemo is just like a descendant of his. How do how do you think that will fit into the Civil War arc? Because he had no real point in the Civil War. No, he War didn't arc. at all. So this is going to be kind of its own. It might thing. be one of those things where uh, like Batrock the Leaper was in uh, Winter Soldier, and he was just essentially a minor villain who Cap fought on one of his sure. missions. It might be something like that. Yeah, I don't think he'll be very integral to the story. Absolutely. He also uh, Baron Zemo plays a part in Hydra operations too, so maybe he's the new leader of Hydra. Could be. Yeah. Well, I thought that was Shield. Dun dun dun. I was going to try to do the the X Files, <laughs> which, by the way, ladies and gentlemen, might have a chance. Of coming back to television. Do you care about that? I don't. I, uh, you know what? I was a big fan of that show. I loved the show, too, when I was a kid. It scared the shit out of oh, me. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. My favorite episode was this guy who ate maggots. Mm. Oh, fantastic. It was the most disgusting thing I've ever seen on, on a syndicated television show. I am excited about that. That would be really cool. Well, that show is cool, too, because it, it's where a lot of our, uh, some of the writers who write uh, TV shows and movies in kind of like the more pop culture sphere got their start. Josh Whedon wrote a couple of episodes. Um other people. Some other people. Joss Whedon. (laughs) You know. Need we say more? I think it's really cool. I mean, David Duchovny is really popular again. So are they going to be reprising the roles now? Absolutely. You know, Gillian Anderson said that she would be interested in doing it. David Duchovny's interested. I'm just, uh, I don't know. It's just, I don't want it to be like Indiana Jones where it's just like a shadow of his former self picking up the role. And I'm sure it'll be fine and everything. my back. But yeah, just, I don't know. Can't you just let a series die, you know? Can't you just let things die? But has it died in your heart, Malachi? For the most part, I've moved on. <laughs> okay. I, I moved on to better files. I'm still, yeah, what, Z files? Yeah, the Z files. I'm looking at A files now. Yeah. I've moved up in the world. I'm more just kind of into books. We could terminate that, or we could move on to the Terminator remake that's coming out. Which should be terminated. Yeah, Terminator absolutely. Genesis, spelled G-E-N-Y-S-I-S. Arnold Schwarzenegger should be jettisoned to another planet for his crimes against Hollywood. <laughs> I mean, the man became a governor, took a back seat for a while, did all kinds of crazy shit. Had an affair with his uh, maid? With his maid and fathered a child. Yeah, who we only found out about once he was like 16 or something, right? Yep. Bizarre. Lived in their house, man. Oh, really? Lived in their house. Good Lord. He took care of her. Son. Yeah, absolutely. It was weird. I mean, Maria Shriver, she's not the 
best looking woman in the world. I wouldn't cheat her on her. But absolutely not. She's a Kennedy, man. Yeah. She's powerful. You don't cheat on a Kennedy. You do not cheat on a Kennedy. No. Absolutely not. But yes, this movie is happening. It's really strange. The trailer looks interesting. I would use that word. Interesting. Yeah. I don't want to say it looks good. I mean, I'm a proponent that the Terminator movie should have stopped at the second one. Oh, yeah. Dude, the, Terminator 2 is a masterpiece. Terminator and 3. I hate James Cameron. Rise of the Machines was awful. They made a TV show, The Sarah Connor Chronicles. Yep. Yes, that was actually did. pretty nice. No, I like cool that show. Yeah. I wish it would have kept going. It got canceled too soon, actually. Yeah. Uh, and then there was the god awful Salvation. Dun, dun, dun. With, dun, yeah. dun, dun. Christian Bale, man. There was actually an article that I read about it was a review actually of that movie. And they said that, you know, Christian Bale looks like a man who knows that he's doing something wrong but can do nothing about it. Yeah. Knows he should not have taken that role. And that's actually the role where he he bitched out that that graffer. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Yeah. The big scandal uh parodied on family. I really just think he was just so stressed out. I just think he He just had to take it out on something. Listen, man. I'm in this shitty movie, taking this crazy role that I'm not equipped to do and isn't written well enough for yeah, me to do. None I'm, of it makes sense. None of it makes sense, and this guy won't get my fucking microphone on my face. <laughs> this microphone is the least of my worries. It is the bane of his existence at this point. But yeah, it's it's really strange. The plot, from what I've heard, mm-hmm. is is that you know it's a complete regen of the entire series. It's not quite a reboot, but it's like an alternate universe. You know, Arnold Schwarzenegger reprises his role as a Terminator. Yeah. He's very old. And uh, comes back and finds out that Sarah Connor was raised by a Terminator. There's a lot of, like, time tomfoolery going on in this one. I can't understand it. So it seems like the movie is going to open in the future from the perspective of the human resistance before the first movie. So in the first movie, you know, uh, the human resistance basically busts through the Skynet and they send back Kyle Reese to save Sarah Connor. Be- Again. Because the Terminator's coming back. And then we go to that, and Kyle Reese is in the past, and nothing is really as it was supposed to be. Everything's changed because we sent him back. Because somebody probably sent a Terminator before that or something. I mean, look, the Terminator timeline continuity is already fucked. Oh, absolutely. I mean, They keep it, adding on to it in these layers and pe- layers. People have done kind of like analyses of what it looks like and how things line up and even they agree yeah none of this really kind of fits together very well i don't know if this movie is just kind of embracing that and saying yeah none of it makes sense let's just go for all the time fuckery we can i mean i don't know i I think it's maybe one of the more interesting concepts that they could have done and kind of play off that expectation of the time i guess i'm not into it i don't really care either I, w- I would say interesting is a good way to describe it maybe more inspired than terminator salvation oh, which sure. essentially was just like well, we were going to make like a future war movie and the Terminator and name was lying around. And how disappointing was it? Yeah. Termi- Listen, okay, this franchise is very near and dear to my heart. I remember seeing Terminator 2 when I was a kid and was completely enamored. Yeah. Saw the first movie and was even more enamored. And, you know, a lot of fans will... I mean, I'm going to go see this movie just because I'm such a huge Terminator fan. If it sucks, it sucks. I want to be there to see it on opening night just to say, God, it was awful, but I was there. Yeah. You know? And, um... I don't know. I'm I'm really unhappy of how they did Salvation. My entire life, my entire childhood, I was wanting to see this war play out. Yeah, I know. That's kind of the one thing they'd never shown it before. It was like a barren, desolate un- like world. Yeah. You know? There was not much fighting going on. It was more of like the story of Sam, what is it, Sam Worthington. Yeah. Yeah, his story, and it wasn't really about John Connor that much. Uh, guys, 
Guys, you got to let it go after this. Yeah, that one. Uh. It's really honestly just Arnold Schwarzenegger trying to get back into movies, taking a franchise that was very popular with him in it. And, I mean, he, he honestly, he's a producer. He has a big hand in the script. I still smiled when I saw him, and he showed up with a shotgun and blasted the uh, like one of the liquid metal, the T2s. That, those are in this movie, too. I don't know if you saw that in the trailer I, or not. I, wait. Are they? Yeah. At oh, least, wow, I think I missed that. At least one of them is, and he's dressed like a cop. See, they're playing with a lot of our nostalgia here, and I don't know if that's, like, genuine or if it's just for, like, a cash grab. I don't know. I'm very confused about this You're one. breaking my heart, Hollywood. Fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. <laughs> Fool me, Terminator 3, salvation. Damn us all. We're done. We're out. Shut the, shut the lights. Turn it off, Colton. Set's over. We're done. Okay. Colton, goodbye. Goodbye. This podcast was produced by Central Michigan Life. Just kidding, guys. We're back. Hey. But yes, oh, like nice. like regenerating powers and, and mutants galore, we have a new Deadpool movie. Yeah, it's actually getting made now. I am really excited for this. Even with Ryan Reynolds in the role, I really thought Ryan Reynolds did a good job in Wolverine Origins. In fact, I thought he was the only bright point in that entire movie. I thought he nailed it. Absolutely. I thought the first maybe 30 minutes of... Wolverine or X Men Origins Wolverine was a really solid movie. Sure. I wish it would have been like that the entire time. But yeah, he did a really good job. I always thought everybody kind of the general consensus has been that Ryan Reynolds is a good Deadpool because he's uh, quick witted. Sure. You know, he's really snarky and sarcastic. He doesn't take anything seriously, but he's got like that physique. Oh yeah, he's got like that lean tone muscle where you Surely. can believe him kicking people. You know, and like yeah. being athletic, but also a super powered guy. Uh, and there really, there was nothing going on with this project for a while, and no, then we, it was in development hell for we a we got time. that leak, uh, maybe what three or four months ago. Talking about the uh, test footage, yeah, the CGI test yeah, footage. Yeah. It was maybe like a five minute long clip, uh, and he was all mocapped. Uh, it looks really slick though, and it really got a lot of people excited about the project again. And I think that's kind of what kicked him into gear. Fox is making this, right? Uh, I believe so, yes. Yeah, the property. Got them in gear, and now it looks like we're rolling. We got ourselves a script. Ryan Reynolds is in. He's been in the entire time. Yeah. How do you, how do you think that they're going to handle this? Because, I mean, if you guys out there know the character of Deadpool, he is one of the most irreverent characters in uh, comic books today. He is a uh, assassin, a mercenary. He's mm-hmm. also a mutant. He has regenerative powers. But at the same time, he's hilarious. But it's very, very vulgar. Yeah. You know, in the comic books, he, you can get away with a lot. Uh, a lot of those books are for mature readers. It says it on there. Um, and it's really weird. Could we see the, the dawn of the R-rated comic book movie? I think, was was Watchmen rated R? I, uh, I think it was either was either was like right on the cusp of PG-13 or R. But, you know, that's a big gamble. Yeah. It's a real big gamble. Well, you lose part of your audience if you don't make a PG-13. It's oh, not as accessible to the general audience, I guess. But I think there's like a, a, a consensus that, you know, these movies are for younger audiences. Mm-hmm. I don't think that the general public accepts that there's, you know, 20 or 30 or 40-year-olds, you know, 50, 60-year-olds reading these books and getting a completely different perspective from this stuff. You know, if this does happen and it's really rated R, I mean, this could be a landmark. I think that's kind of the plan so far. And in that uh, test footage that we saw, there was some vulgar humor. There was definitely violence. Oh, big-time violence. Um, I think with Deadpool, uh, you're going to have to go all the way on that one. Uh He's a guy who can get his shot like a thousand times and still keep going. He has the most powerful healing factor in the Marvel Universe. 
Uh, he gets arms and legs chopped off in the comic, and it's played for comedy. You know, he's hopping around on one leg trying to grab his other leg and reattach it while still shooting guys. Absolutely, yeah. And, you know, he's willing to throw himself. The reason why Deadpool is so dangerous is because other superheroes protect their bodies, and they they play by the conventional, I'm not going to cause that much collateral damage. Oh, he uses himself as a shield. Yeah, but Deadpool will attach, like, six grenades to himself and jump at the Hulk. <laughs> You're going down, buddy. Yeah. Uh so that's, I don't know, you, I feel like you kind of have to. It's got to be pretty gory, pretty bloody. And a lot of the characters that he deals with, he doesn't deal with, like, the top-tier Marvel characters oh, for no. the most part. Like, Captain America hates him. No one of the Avengers want to deal with him. He's usually dealing with, like, lower-level, uh, like, Taskmaster and, like, Assassins and uh, Hitmonkey, if you're aware of Hitmonkey. Hitmonkey. Yeah. Please, please explain Hitmonkey for myself and the readers and listeners out there. There was an issue of uh, Deadpool where he went to New York to... Uh, to get Spider-Man's aid in stopping a hit. Spider-Man's AIDS? AIDS, yes. Oh, oh. He needed, uh, well, I'm not going to go there. Well, that's unfortunate. Um, So they were trying to take down a hitman who was also a monkey. Oh, thus thus the hit monkey. Under the name of hit monkey. Starting to understand this a little bit more. Yeah, it's pretty funny. Um, This is going to be all kind of in CGI, the way that that test footage was done, right? CGI no caps? No, no, no. This is live action. Okay. This is from what everything I've heard, this is live action. And, you know... I, I mean the mocap thing is is really cool. It's really it's really in fashion. It's trendy. I would have really liked to see the whole movie like that. I think it would allow them to do some things that maybe you know. Um, I actually have this conversation with my brother a lot, who's a big video game fan. Not a big you know kind of geeky comic book fan, but um, you know we were talking about you know as technology gets better and better, are they going to start making you know PlayStation and Xbox exclusive movies? Mm-hmm. You know, I mean basically a lot of these RPG games are mini movies in themselves now or at least they're trying to be oh yeah as and pretentious as some of them are but they do a really good job yeah some of them do for you me. know some of it is really really well presented last of us oh yeah oh absolutely yeah. um shit that should have won an oscar man you know <laughs> i'm mad at the oscars anyway we're not gonna talk about the oscars interstellar yeah snubbery why but yeah no with deadpool they're really trying they, they said that they're gonna push the boundaries of pg-13 and uh, those boundaries are getting thinner and thinner now these days, you know? I remember going to a PG-13 movie, it'd be crazy if they said the word shit, you know? Yeah. Now they can get one fuck in and be totally cool. Um, so it'd be interesting to see if they transplant the vulgar in the language for heavy doses of violence. Because they could do that. They could do heavy violence without any of the language. A lot it, of movies can get away with violence now. It yeah. would still be very Deadpool, too. Yeah. You know? Because I don't think the... the uh, the language is that necessary no 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 it's the quips and him kicking ass how are they gonna handle the fourth wall breaking because that's a major component of i character. don't know but i hope that they do that quite a bit you see my thing is is i think with the 3d thing i think what they're gonna do is and all the sequences obviously they're gonna do the environmental 3d right which is now the norm in most 3d movies yeah. you know as opposed to things popping out at you it's like a whole, immersive in totally screen, whole yeah. pieces of scenery that are just in front of your face what they could do is they could go back to the old way of 3d and every time he breaks the fourth wall him actually pop out at the screen or uh his dialogue bubbles oh yeah or pop out bubbles. over here because he has multiple personalities sure, that yeah, are represented he's, schizophrenic. By different... he's insane yeah i think there's some fun things I, that's what I'm most excited about, honestly. Aside from everything else, the violence and the shoot 'em up and all that stuff, uh, is how they kind of handle that aspect. Because yeah. that's, I mean, on your first viewing, that's going to be a great experience. Oh, absolutely. And you know, I, I, Ryan Reynolds is what he is. You know, if you liked him in the rom coms, good for you. Uh, I am not a fan of the Green Lantern movie. We're not going to talk about that. That ruined a whole year for me. Um, 
but yeah, he really, as, as you said, he really kind of embodies this character, much as Robert Downey Jr. is quintessentially Tony Stark. It's just a great personality fit. It's kind of a no-brainer. Perfect, perfect casting. You know, I'm glad that they're doing an original Deadpool movie yeah. and not uh, something crazy else, but uh, reboots, man. Talked a lot about them already. Um, Reboots are killing us, man. For better or for worse, there are some good ones out there, some bad ones. Uh, let's take some time to kind of go over, I guess, some reasoning behind why this is kind of happening. Cause I Lest feel we like, forget. I feel like in this day and age, and maybe it's because I haven't been alive long enough to know about previous generations he's of a, movies. He's a spry young man. But, you know, uh, it seems to me like we're reappropriating a lot of movies and media and adaptations of things that weren't even really around that long to begin with. No. Absolutely not. Um, you know, you take something like Superman, right? Superman was an icon in the 70s and 80s, sure. right? Christopher Reeve, fantastic uh, fantastic actor, rest in peace. Um, you know, and they kept on trying to reboot that, get that off the ground. Uh, if any of you guys know the Kevin Smith uh, diatribe of him trying to create a Superman movie. I would never have watched that. Oh, no, absolutely not. I hate Kevin Smith. Giant Spiders, man. Have you heard the story? No. I won't recount the story. Go on, go online, go on YouTube, look up the Kevin Smith Superman story, and you will laugh your ass off for 15 minutes. Is it right? like funny because it's bad or just how it's, absurd it is? It's absurd. Okay. Absolute absurd. Uh, yeah. John Peters, who produced many comedies, uh, Caddyshack. He was a producer on Caddyshack. Oh, cool. um, he, was, he became famous because he was Barbara Streisand's hairdresser. Uh, he, yeah, right. He should have been shot then. Kevin Smith's great quote from that whole thing is that, see, in Hollywood you fail upwards, <laughs> you know. Um, but yeah, he actually he actually produced Batman and worked very closely with Burton on Batman. Wow. So he wanted to take on Superman, and this whole story like evolves, and it's super funny. Nick Cage was supposed to be that Superman. Oh, the Superman lives. Superman script. lives, man. And yeah. it, it was it just watch that video. You'll you'll have a good laugh riot. But you know, here we are now. We've got Man of Steel, and that's building this whole other universe, a reboot in itself, now building on a bigger thing. Sure. You know, obviously we have The Dark Knight Rises and all that I, other I stuff. I feel like comic book properties are different than, say, just your general run-of-the-mill movie that came out maybe 20 years ago, like uh, Fright Night. Sure. Fright Night was a perfectly average uh, vampire movie nice that before. got remade like two years ago with Colin, what's his name? Colin Farrell. Yeah, Colin Farrell for no real reason. He was the vampire, wasn't Other he? Other than the just it was a property that people were aware of. Footloose got remade. Yeah. Why did Footloose, Footloose, Footloose got remade, man. I feel like we're going to see a Fer- Ferris Bueller remake pretty oh, soon God. here, which would just oh. be really break oh. my heart. Oh, with Ghostbusters really, is getting oh. remade. Yes. Oh, God. Okay, so let's backtrack here a little bit. Fright Night, right? Okay, sure. Fright Night is a cheesy 80s B-movie. A lot of this kind of stuff. No real legacy. It's like a Teen Wolf Kind of, it was like Teen Wolf and Buffy the Vampire Slayer, sure, which yeah. the first Buffy the Vampire Slayer movie was freaking awesome. Yeah, I do like Christy that Swanson has a special place in my heart. God, childhood crush for sure. Is it is it Wednesday tomorrow? Yeah, she is so my woman crush. Wednesday tomorrow. You better get that on your tweet deck. Schedule. Guys, watch my Twitter at bensolise1.com. I'm gonna be tweeting some pictures of Christy Swanson all day, 24 hours of 20, Christy Swanson every every hour, every on the hour. Yeah. Fantastic. But yeah, no, something like that uh, was fun back then. You know, it was popcorn, 80s flicks, making terrible B-movies just for the hell of it. And, you know, rebooting those properties. Total Recall is like that. Ooh, the newest Total Recall movie really, really, really got me How disappointed were you with that? I mean, I'm a huge fan of those Paul Verhoeven 80s movies, those over-the-top, gory sci-fi movies. You got that, you got uh, RoboCop. 
You've got uh, Starship Troopers. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the original Total Recall with Arnold Schwarzenegger. Fantastic movie. And Michael Ironside. Just those are three off the top of my head. But Total Recall, the original one, was one of my all-time favorite movies. Oh, for sure. So quotable. So just, I don't know, man. It was just such a great sci-fi flick. Very adult at the same time. You get to see Arnold Schwarzenegger punching people out on Mars. It had, like, a really great narrative about whether or not he was in a dream or not. Yeah, yeah. It kept bouncing back and forth between reality. Great, uh action sequences sure uh it's okay so funny story when i was three years old i went to disney world right and uh in total recall there's like a bar scene yeah right and uh there's a couple of things that's where the the three boobed woman yes shows up three-breasted woman but there is also a, a woman a, a little person yeah uh she was actually our server in the, disney world the actual yes she wow was, yeah we went to california and we went to, to disneyland and yeah. disneyland yeah that's what it was and uh and her part-time job was that she was a waitress at disney world did she disneyland. like bring this up or did your dad recognize her well, we did like well i mean i was a kid right but yo yeah my parents were like aren't you in total recall wow. and she's like yeah yeah i am i get that quite a bit wow she's like i get confused with the three-breasted woman all the time and i was like oh god this is just nostalgia. that's crazy yeah so we we met her i met her in osmosis cool as a child but, like, the new Total Recall movie just seemed like a watered-down product of that. There uh, was, It still had the same story beats, but there were a lot more just, like, sci- uh, what's it called? Green-screened action sequences. A lot of slow-mo, too, wasn't a lot there? Of, yeah, I think there was some slow-mo in there. Uh, Again, it had freaking Colin, what's-his-name, Colin Farrell. Farrell. You keep forgetting this guy. He is so forgetable to Malachi that he keeps forgetting I just forgetting know his, his first name's name. Colin, and he's just got that face. Colin Douchebag. He played Bullseye in the Daredevil <laughs> movie, which was really bad. Oh yeah, he was Bullseye. Yeah. That movie, man. Okay, let's let's let me just take a second. That movie was only bad because of all the awful music that was like transposed into that movie. Oh, Evanescence? Come you, on, you man. Talk about Evanescence. Like literally if I could yeah, if I could like totally mute the backtrack <laughs> to that whole movie, yeah. that is a watchable movie. I don't really remember the, the soundtrack. It's actually been a while since I've seen it. It's I, bad. It's I, like I bad music in the worst kind of places really? ever. Oh yeah. Maybe somebody should do like a uh, resub of the uh, soundtrack and oh, make I, it watchable. I'm going to make that a project of mine. Yeah, I'm sure there's a fan of it out there. Hello, so. Adobe Elements. <laughs> Premiere. All right. So, I don't know. It's weird that, that we're getting all these remakes, especially of 80s movies. I mean, like I said, uh, RoboCop was remade, and I never had a desire to see that because I am very partial to the original RoboCop oh, yeah. film. Oh, yeah. We're getting a new Rocky again. Are we really? Yeah. Oh, where, no. Why? Where in it? Oh, Lord. Yeah, get this. So, it's going to be. Come on, Sly. It's going to be about uh, Apollo's either grandson or nephew oh, or something yeah, like that. Oh, yeah, Creed. It, that, yeah. I, they are making that. Yeah. I forgot about that. And Rocky's going to play, like, the mentor role, like, the older, like, Mick kind of character. That's and silly. he's going to coach him. I just, Didn't he do that with his kid in the last one? He did that with. No, he was a fighter in that one. He did that with uh, Tommy Gunn in the in Rocky Four, Five, Five, Five. five. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they got in like a street fight, and <sighs> I just don't get it because a judge literally told him in Rocky Five that, "Look, dude, you are going to be punched retarded if you keep." <laughs> well, I mean, Sylvester Stallone. Yeah, he doesn't. He needs like a half. He's a punch. just incomprehensible. You know what's really funny? Sylvester Stallone is actually a very smart man. I'm sure that he is. He wrote those scripts. He wrote that first Rocky movie. I think he wrote all of them. Yeah. He's a pretty damn good writer. Why must you be such a meathead? Yeah, man, I don't know. Hey, Omelica. He did a lot of roids, too. That didn't help, I'm sure. Uh, Yikes. Seems to be a thing with the 80s stars. A lot of of jacked up 80s stars. 
even uh, even like the Aliens movies, we got Prometheus. There's going to be a second Prometheus movie. I'm I mean, okay with that, All though. of these movies that are kind of playing on the nostalgia. I mean, I don't know. What do you think about this whole phenomenon? Well, here's the deal. Um, you know, this thing was going to happen anyway. These reboots are, are just bait for Hollywood executives who are like, wow, we haven't thought of an original idea in the last two years. Let's go pick some of our properties and, you know, remake them. We have the technology. They'll probably look better. You we know. have the technology. We have the technology to rebuild it. I'm surprised there's not a million-dollar man Oh, movie God, I would soon. watch that 15 times over, even yeah. if it was terrible. Um, but, no, I think... Um, a lot of it has to do with, you know, our age group. You know what I mean? Yeah. We're all, I mean, mostly 90s kids, but late 80s babies, you know? Um, and a lot of us kind of look back to that era as, like, being almost our era, too. It's really weird, you know? Like, you look back at the era that you were born in, and you identify with it so much. Like, yeah. for me, right? Big Cold War junkie. I love the whole entire saga that erupted out of that. Yeah, I'm a Cold War junkie. I'm a Cold War junkie. I like to shoot the Cold War. All the time. Uh, yeah, no, it, and, and the reason why that is because that was going on when I was born. I was a Reagan baby, you know what I mean? So Were you Reagan's baby, though? I was not Reagan's baby. I would have a lot more money and be kind of more of an asshole if I was Reagan's baby. Is that possible to you, for you to be more of an a-hole? Only if I was named Reagan. Ben Reagan Solis. Solis, Sol- Solis Reagan. Hyphenation. With hyphenation. Yeah, sure. Pops, what were you doing? <laughs> Oh, boy. I feel like for every ten of these remakes, though, there's only one that's really worthwhile. Oh, yeah, for sure. It's it's all just trying to trap us in what we, you know, attach ourselves to. It just really makes me cynical, though. Oh, of course. It makes, it makes you feel like these people don't even care anymore. I mean, Hollywood obviously doesn't care anymore. They haven't cared in the last, like, 20 years. Uh, you know, I have talked to our advisor, Dave Clark. Dave Clark, shout out. Yeah, yeah. Um... And he even talks about all the time is that, like, God, they're just, like, pimping you guys for every every dollar you have for yep. every bit of nostalgia. It's so worthless. I don't know. I think I've really, like, as I said before, I really think we're starting to get out of that era. I think they're going to see the sales on some of these movies and realize maybe this isn't the best idea. Um, you know, and that's why I like really original stories with some of these comic book movies. To be very honest with you, as, we, as we've had these conversations... I have become more partial to seeing some of these Marvel movies than I am this whole DC thing. Well, that's just because I'm such a great public speaker. Well, that you whatever. Have no, you have no Whatever. <laughs> Your arguments are completely invalid. Um, but no, it's because they're moving on to a, a zone where they can tell original stories. Um, yeah. And it's going to be a while till DC ever even attempts that. But with these other you know, things, take, take the Planet of the Apes, for example, right? Yeah. Kind of a reboot. But at the same time, it's like telling a different story. It goes back to the alternate universe kind of a thing, you know, yeah. starting with a completely different beginning point. Um, and they have done a fantastic job with it. Those last two, the, the first one, Rise of the Planet of the Apes, and then Dawn of the Planet of the Apes, were just perfect, like, trail-ins to each other. Well, what about the Tim Burton one, Ben? We're not going to talk about the what Tim about Burton the one. one with Mark we are not going to talk about monkeys' heads. What about on the Abraham one Lincoln? With Helen Abraham Bonham Lincoln Carter. went through too much shit to make sure that this country survived. What about to be the juxtaposed with, with a monkey Clark head? Duncan. Oh God! Hey, Michael Clark Duncan, rest in peace, man. Yeah, I know. Rest in peace, bro. Yeah, he was pretty good in that. Actually. They they like made that whole movie, the Tim Burton one. Like there was like this, the God Simeon came back. Yeah. Like, that end part of that movie, the, the whole thing opens up, the space capsule, and there's that monkey. Yeah. They're like, oh, he's back. I'm like, you idiots. <laughs> Screw you, Tim Burton. You didn't have to do that. 
I heard I heard that uh, Michael Clark Duncan went to like a McDonald's or a Wendy's or something like that in full gorilla gear. And, Are you like, serious? And like ordered some Big Macs. Wow. Yeah. That's insane. Because he was hungry and it takes like hours to get all that stuff off. So he's like, screw this, I'm getting a Big Mac. That is crazy. Um, oh, I'm trying to think of who this was. I'll come back to it, but I, I got a, a similar story for that. Give me a second to think about it. Okay. And we'll come back. I'll just stall. Hey, guys, do you like funny jokes? Do, 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 I do, don't have do, any. Do, do, do. Yeah, Planet of the Apes, you're right, though. The new ones are pretty good. And they uh, did it right. They did it yeah. right. And that's, that's the thing is that, you know, um, one thing is that these reboots have really a chance to to do right by these franchises. Uh, if they had a set of movies before, like the Fantastic Four thing, you know, a lot of people thought that those movies were kind of cool but somewhat kind of cheesy. Now they have a chance to be like, all right, we're going to take this in a direction and we're going to you know, kind of relive these characters in a way that we really think that you want to see it. Um, and it's interesting about dark tones. A lot of these reboots have really dark tones. It's something yeah. that I think Nolan really set the, the, the pace for. And as stupid as that is to say, I mean, it really is kind of true. Yeah. You know, um, Matthew Vaughn, uh, director of Kingsman, is going to be out in theaters soon. Mm. That uh, actually looks pretty good. It does look pretty good. Based Except, on a Mark Millar comic mm-hmm. book, right? Yes. Yeah. And uh, Mark Millar has a sore, sore place in my heart. He usually comes out and says he has all these spoilers and rumors about movies, and they're completely just unsubstantiated he, and false. Uh, he wrote, made the Kick-Ass, too. He did. He made Kick-Ass, yes. Yep. Yes, he did. And... Um, yeah, it looks really cool, but Matthew Vaughn kind of came out and... And Wanted. Did you ever see Wanted? <clears throat> I, I loved Wanted. Matthew yeah. Vaughn made Wanted? Yeah, it was based on a comic book. Completely different than... Oh, Mark Miller made, made Wanted. Yeah. He wrote Wanted. Yeah. No yeah. shit. Yeah. I, I think Mark I knew Miller that. Mark wrote uh, Kick-Ass, too, because oh. you didn't understand that's we, what I'm saying. We just, we just talked about Kick-Ass. Oh. I, I love kick I thought you meant Vaughn. Dude, I love Kick-Ass. Yeah? I, those were pretty good movies. Yeah, it was okay. But yeah, no, Matthew Vaughn came out and said something to the effect of, like, you know, people are over this this dark bullshit. Yeah, I saw that interview too. Yeah. No one cares anymore. People are played out by it. I don't think that's true. They keep making this shit, you know? Mm-hmm. People seem to be digging on it, but mm-hmm. we'll see. I mean, if this this Fantastic Four movie fails miserably, and it's because of that. Yeah, I mean, you just can't take that and apply it to everything. No. And I think that's what's going to burn people on Fantastic Four. If... That's the way the movie goes. First trailer, I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, I don't know. But for the most part, I'm pretty, uh, pretty against reboots and remakes. Uh, one that I'm not, which will be my recommendation for the week. By the way, guys, we're gonna start a new segment every single week. Malachi and I are gonna go to the deep recesses of our geek knowledge yep. to give you recommendations that you can geek out over as well. And if you like them very much, or if you hate them, you can always email Malachi at news at cm-life.com. Bing. As I was saying, though, I'm not going to go too far uh, into my brain for this one. This is pretty recent. Uh, Absolutely. The new Dread movie uh, with Carl Urban based on 3000 AD, uh, a British comic book about Judge Dredd, who is a uh, fascist cop in the far future where nuclear war has ravaged the planet. And everybody is confined to one central block of a city. Mega City One. <laughs> Which is ridiculous. Oh, it is. That's... <laughs> These okay, so Judge Dredd is just a completely <laughs> over like the top a fucking video game. He's way over the top as a character. Uh, he's a guy who just is judge, jury, and executioner. He has all the power, and he's just like I am the law. He's kind of like RoboCop. He just uh, takes a really hard stance with criminals, and it's just fun to see him shoot people and stuff. The new movie, there was one made in sometime in the eighties with Arnold Schwarzenegger, and it was okay. It was kind of goofy. Pretty, wait, wait, wait. Pretty high on the cheese. No, no, sliced alone. Oh, right, right, right. It's okay. Yep. It's okay. Sliced alone. Sorry. Uh, this new one, 
is a little bit more faithful, and it's treated as just kind of a shoot 'em up movie in a futuristic setting. Essentially, the whole movie is him and his new partner. The whole movie takes place over the course of a day. Uh, they're investigating a crime, and they stumble into a giant apartment complex that's like a thousand floors. Yeah, big and, drug ring. And at the very top is like this drug leader, and she closes the entire thing down, puts it on lockdown, and basically Judge Dredd and his partner have to shoot his shoot their way up floor by floor all the Again, way to like the top. Again, like a video game. All the way to the top. It's great. Oh, it's fantastic. It's just action-packed the entire time. There's some really great uh, bits of slow motion because there's a drug called slow-mo, which slows everything down, so you see like a bullet just blasting through the sky. They did a fantastic Falling off that, of a building. Yeah. Uh, there are some corrupt uh, dread or judges. Judges yeah. are like the names of the cops, basically. Yeah. So there are three corrupt judges that he has to stop, and he just like knocks them down. And he's just like this really tough, gruff Batman-like sure, character. Sure, absolutely. Carl Urban's a badass. I love yeah. Carl Urban. He was great in the Star Trek movies. He's great in practically everything he is. He was in Red. Yep. He was great in Red. Um, there was Funny you mentioned the Batman thing. There was some talk a couple of years ago about potentially making a Batman TV series, mm -hmm. and he was at the top of their list. Now, he would have been pretty good. He's oh, I would pay top dollar to see He's Carl got a Urban. really great frown oh, yeah. and uh, mask. I mean, when he's wearing his Dread helmet, it's essentially covers a uh, visor covers all the way up to his nose, and then the sides of his face are covered by the helmet. So he's got that same kind of mouth space that a, that a Batman would show. I know we keep talking about the video game thing, but did you ever play Mega Man X for Super Nintendo? Yeah, that's one of my favorites. Super he Nintendo looks games. like Zero. Oh, no, he doesn't look like Zero. He looks like Proto Man from the original Mega Man. <laughs> yes, that's yeah. what it was, yeah. Yeah. So give you a visual of what this dude looks like <laughs> if you didn't know already. Yeah. And Dread so, is on Netflix, too, isn't it? Dread is on Netflix, You can yeah. find Dread on Netflix. I, I showed this movie to my roommate. I showed this to Anthony. Okay. And it was the first time, because he's not really... DJ Toberlone? He grew up uh, in Cadillac, Michigan, and he wasn't exposed to a lot of, like, media. So oh, I had, like, Cadillac. I have, like, a list of movies that I've been showing him. Sorry and, for everybody who works out in Cadillac yeah, and lives there. You guys drive snowmobiles. <laughs> That's all right. In the wintertime, you know, it gets rough out there. You I'm know. sorry. Raccoon skin hats. You're in civilization. All day, every day. But I showed him that movie, and he watched it like four times in four days. Wow, he, he really just got watched into it, it like over and over and over It's again. a really good movie. It's a great action fest. Uh, that's my recommendation. So Fantastic. Go ahead and do yours. and uh, just because we want to make these things easy on you, you don't have to pirate movies and get in trouble and get busted by the man. By the feds. Have Judge Dredd come and bust in your house. Johnny Law comes knocking. Freaking movie. Um, I'm going to suggest a movie that is also on Netflix, only it's not a movie. Uh, I am getting very geeky here, uh, almost too geeky for this podcast, by recommending a documentary on the Reagan presidency. Oh, man, full circle. We talked about Sly Stallone, full circle, <laughs> and now we've talked about goddamn Ronald Reagan, full circle. I, As I mentioned before, I'm, I'm kind of a big history buff, um, very much so into military conflicts. I like military history quite a bit. Mm -hmm. um, I really think that understanding military history shows you what our future military conflicts are going to be and how to win the future maybe or lose the future if you're not paying attention if you don't watch this documentary oh my god reagan smash so what is this what is this about so then? basically what this is is uh, unlike other documentaries about ronald mm -hmm. reagan um this one focuses on a three-part series uh not necessarily about each year of his presidency but about three major components of his presidency that really kind of rocked his presidency um, first off is economic policy. You yeah. know, you got Reaganomics. Uh, the second one is foreign policy, which was huge. I mean, the guy basically is responsible for ending the Soviet Union. Um, if you didn't know, uh, we had a little project called Star Wars uh, <laughs> that we announced to the Soviets that we were going to 
build a missile defense system in space that could stop any nuclear warhead before it even like hit into the our side of the atmosphere. And lightsabers. And lightsabers. The Gipper had a lightsaber. That shot outside of the satellites. Yeah. You know, shot Sith Lords at the atomic weapons. But basically this whole thing was a ruse. It was a whole sham to bankrupt the Soviet Union. Which if you watch Interstellar, I don't want to be, you know, bring up any spoilers. Now we're, now we're crossing the streams ah! here. That they mentioned that, you know, the whole NASA space program, the whole moon landing was a was a propaganda move. And that comes from a little thread from Star Wars because we literally built this thing or said we were building this thing so the Soviets would spend tons of money trying to match us, and it, it killed them. Um, but then the third part talks about Iran-Contra, which is really cool. I'm really happy that they did this, and they do it for each year. Like They have the segment, and then they go through the whole presidency. Oh, cool. Focusing on that. Just that one issue throughout one issue, the presidency. One issue, whole presidency. Cool. Um, as many of you may or may not know, um, when Jimmy Carter was still president and running his campaign against Ronald Reagan, uh, we had the Iran hostage crisis. Basically, in 1979, uh, the Iranians uh, overthrew the Shah, their ruler, their, their so-called king, um, in favor of a theocracy with the Ayatollah Khomeini. A lot of terminology. Hope you guys Absolutely. are writing this down. Yes, yes. I'm, the test is going to be next week. Yep, we're going we're gonna to bust your balls on this one. But uh, basically, they overthrew the government, and in that overthrow, they took a bunch of people hostage in the U.S. Embassy. Um, There was much speculation that the reason why that those hostages got out was because Reagan sold arms to the Iranians. Jimmy Carter tried like hell to get those hostages out and couldn't do it. But lo and behold, on the day Ronald Reagan was, you know, brought up as president, those hostages got released. And throughout his presidency, there were all these conflicts with Iran. How do we deal with Iran? How do we do all this stuff? And uh, throughout some of it, to kind of oust the Soviets out of that region, we sold the Iranians a lot of weapons. A lot of weapons. And then there was all kinds of crazy shit going on in Lebanon, too. There was a civil war. We wanted to make sure that they were protected from all these other crazy bastards that were out there. Um, But yeah, that was some big-time dirt. Because of the reason that we sold all those weapons was to fund the Contras who were fighting a war in South America. And then you bring in all this like crack cocaine stuff that was kind of has the undertone of it. Many people think that we were also funding drug money, using drug money and drug funds to pay for that Contra war as well. Stay in school. Kids. Stay in school, kids. Don't smoke crack. Um, and many people think that what happened in L.A. with the big crack epidemic had everything to do with the Reagan presidency. So you've got this, like, trifecta. <laughs> and that's all explored in the documentary? All explored in that documentary. And it's it's this trifecta of bullshit that's in this whole entire thing. But so it, how much uh, cocaine was Reagan doing a day toward uh, the end of the, his presidency? Well, you've heard the term Reagan smash, right? Oh, yeah. That was two kilos a day. Ooh, he smashes. If you want to turn into the, the Hulk, guys, I guess two kilos a day is what it is. No, no, no. I'm not, no. The Reagan people are going to sue my ass. <laughs> this is libellious. This is not happening. I was a joke. This is satire. It's parody. Yeah. But no, this is really cool, especially if you're interested in this kind of stuff. One of the big kind of parallels that they build is that the conflicts that we're dealing with today in the Middle East, mostly with the Mujahideen, um, you know, Afghanistan, the Soviets tried to invade Afghanistan and they almost had it. Uh, we wanted to give the Soviets their Vietnam. So we took the Mujahideen, which eventually turned into the Taliban and Al-Qaeda and all these crazy terrorist cells that we have now. Um, we gave them weapons and CIA training to oust the Soviets, and we did. And that's a little scary because they turned that shit on us real fast. So it's really kind of cool to understand how much policy created 20, 
you know, almost 30 years ago. So how long are these episodes? Very, very short, like 45 minutes, oh, really? 45 minutes to an hour. And it's, there's it's three of them? Really, really easy watch. Who uh, is this? This isn't like Ken Burns or anything. Who no, this? no, no, no. I don't know who the director is, but it's really cool. They have a lot of people talking throughout the entire thing, some journalists, some analysts. Um, there's actually, if you guys ever saw the the Gonzo movie, the documentary on Hunter S. Thompson, mm-hmm. uh, there's one guy who they keep referring back to as his like main biographer. Well, that guy is like a pretty prolific historian. He's actually in this movie too because he was a Reagan biographer as well. Cool. Um, so he speaks with the same breadth of knowledge, you know. But yeah, if you guys want to bone up on some stuff, it's really, really cool. I always enjoy it, and uh, it's good stuff for your mind, you know. You can watch Judge Dredd kill a bunch of people, and then you can watch Ronald Reagan kill, kill a bunch, bunch of people. people. But we're I, not so different, no, Reagan and Dredd. No, not at all. <laughs> we're just fulfill, fulfilling the same ends, man. We just yeah. want peace in America. Sure. Or Mega City One. All right, well, I guess that pretty much wraps it up. good episode. Malachi, I, I'm having fun doing this with you. Yeah, I hope you guys are enjoying watching, listening. I think Colton was shooting some video here. Are Colton is playing what are you, Flappy What Bird. are you playing there, Flappy Bird? No, 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 no. no. We got uh, Fun Run 2. Ooh, Fun Run 2. The long anticipated oh, wow. sequel to Fun Run no, 1. No Candy, <laughs> no candy Crush for this. No Candy guy. Crush Saga. I swear yeah. to God, if you send me a Candy Crush Saga, invite I, it to I this. saw the I episode of South Park making fun of those uh, freemium games last night. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, it, was pre- it pretty much nailed it on the head. Can we can we talk about South Park just one episode? Can we have a whole episode dedicated to South Park? Sure, yeah. And, the, you know, the, the brilliance? Yeah, absolutely. Fantastic. Well, kids, family, country, Romans. Crackheads. Yeah. Freeway, freeway Ricky Ross. Yeah, you want to know about who supplied that crack cocaine? Look up Freeway Freeway Ricky Ross. Not Rick Ross. Freeway. Freeway Ricky Ross. But I think we're done here. So, uh, Malachi, I, I want you to take us out. Oh, thanks. Yeah, no That's problem. That's real sweet of you, bud. No problem, buddy. All right. Uh, well, guys, we're going to be back uh, updating every week. Every Wednesday, you should be able to go on iTunes and listen to the sweet, harmonious sounds of our voices. <laughs> And like choirs uh, of angels, baby. Thanks for listening. Uh, if you want to pop some comments, let us know that our voices aren't really that fun to listen to, or if you got something nice you want to say. Like, hey, man, we do a lot of cool sound effects, okay? My voice and his voice are fantastic to listen to. Yeah, absolutely. Come on, uh, Send us a holler. Holler at us. At <laughs> holler if you hear me. Holler at us, your boys, at news at cm-life.com. You can also find me on Twitter at Polar Barrett. It's like a polar bear, but my last name, Hardy Har. Yeah, yeah, we get it. And uh, and Ben at Ben Solis1, S-O-L-I-S. Uh, until then, see you guys next time. Same bat time, same bat channel.